0: Welcome to She Dares to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Oleksova, multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, marketing strategist, and educator. And my intention is to empower you to create anything your soul desires. Whether you want to find your life's purpose, leave your nine-to-five job, or turn your unique talent into a thriving business, this is the place to dream big. Through a series of intimate conversations, I'll be sharing inspiring stories of incredible humans who had the courage to follow their dreams, building their meaningful lives and successful businesses. I believe that their personal stories can not only touch your heart and soul, they can move and motivate you to take an inspired action and unleash your own potential. So get ready to live your dreams, no matter how big or small. Today, I'm incredibly excited to be chatting to my friend, Brianna Sash, an award-winning photographer and the creator of Wellness Stock Shop, a stock photo shop designed to help wellness influencers create a consistent visual brand that will elevate your online authority without breaking the bank. I've had the pleasure working with Brianna in the past on several projects, including Instagram graphics, and you can also see her beautiful photos in my website templates. The reason I'm so inspired by her work is that Brianna's stock photo library covers a wide array of modalities including rare, hard to find specialty photos and she's known for handcrafting holistic photos that help you stand out, create a professional appearance and grow your audience faster. Brianna's not just a photographer, she's also a dedicated yogi who practices clean eating, non-toxic and sustainable living, nerds out over essential oils and you can see her passion for natural wellness coming through her images. So welcome Brianna, I'm so happy you could join me today. Oh, Thanks so much for having me, Michaela. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So let's dive in. We're going to talk about your business in just a moment, but if you could describe Brianna as a woman and an entrepreneur,
1: who is she? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Brianna is an extremely big-hearted person who just cares very deeply about people and humanity in general and the earth is deeply connected to nature and just basically has a desire to make a positive impact in the world. And as an entrepreneur, I would say that she's really passion driven and she's very much like a go, go, go type of a person. (laughs) Um, So I get all the time from people about how much they're just like, whoa, I can't believe how much you do all the time. You've got something going on. So I definitely get addicted to work, um, but I also feel very inspired by it. And I feel like everything is just a life lesson. I love Brian already. (laughs) So
0: what got you into photography? Uh, was there anyone who inspired you to pick up your
1: camera? You know, it wasn't that there was anyone in particular who inspired me. It's just that in my core, I'm a very creative person. And so I'm always searching for a creative outlet. And I love traveling. Um, I love people and i i always feel like i need a sense of purpose and so i think what ended up happening was i would go on travels and then i would bring a camera because it kind of gave me a purpose when i'd be going and walking around a town or whatnot to just take photos of the things that i was seeing so
0: how did your journey unfold and did you follow the classic conventional path from uh, going from school to getting a job, uh, or did you take a leap of faith, uh, to follow your dreams?
1: Um, I would say it was kind of a mix of both of those things. So I definitely, um, you know, it's kind of the thing where you feel like you have to go to college. So I did go to college Not for photography. I actually went to college and I was one of those people who every single year I'd be like, well, maybe this year I'll figure out what I want to do. And I got all the way to graduation and never figured out what I wanted to do. So I honestly look back at that and feel like, well, at least I got out of that experience that I could live in a different country. So I actually studied in Austria and in Germany So that was kind of like my very amazing life-changing experience through college. Um, But afterwards, it was like just all this seeking, like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And It seemed like I was very clear that the conventional way of making money through any sort of conventional job just was not the way that it was going to happen for me it just didn't suit me. So I kind of fluttered around and did all sorts of different stuff. Um, and then, um, yeah, just had a huge passion for traveling. And since I would go traveling all the time, and I would take my camera, it kind of was like this idea like, oh, duh, I should be a photographer because I love taking photos. <laughs> and so that kind of was the beginning of what led me to where I was, but it was a very or where I am now, but it was a very very long journey, and I mean I did all sorts of stuff to get here. I was a barista here in Portland. Um, I delivered sushi uh, and guacamole. Um, I I would do pet sitting, and I mean you name it there's just like so many things that I did to get to where I am now obviously this podcast is
0: called she dares to dream so I like to talk about you know daydreaming and (laughs) following our dream vision so can you tell me do you believe in chasing dreams or do you think it is a myth of this day and age
1: oh I'm definitely a dreamer and my my verbiage is a little bit different. It is definitely chasing dreams, but I I translate it more into um, just tuning in with myself and figuring out, okay, what is my calling and what is my passion and, and what's my soul calling me to do? Um, and then manifesting the life that I'm dreaming of. So Um, yeah, I am very big on inner work and I'm very much dedicated to the idea that I don't, I don't want to just conform to society's idea of the life we're supposed to live. And I've always been like that. Um, I really feel like life is such a magical experience and it really is meant to be lived to the fullest. And so I kind of will get into this rut where, you know, I'll establish kind of a normal way of being in a normal lifestyle. And then all of a sudden I'll wake up and realize, oh my gosh, I can't be in this place anymore. I have to shake things up so that I can really experience something new. And so I guess that is sort of my form of chasing dreams is just making sure that i'm always fully experiencing life and and having new experiences and making sure that i'm really feeling and not just in the sort of normal daily consistent you know rhythm of life i suppose
0: i i can totally relate to that uh, definitely speaks to um to my soul <laughs> so when starting up, who did you turn to for professional advice or what contributed to
1: your success the most, do you think? That is a really good question. Okay, I'm going to kind of reverse those two questions and I'm going to start with what contributed to my success. <laughs> and I would say all of my experiences, all of my failures or what seemed like failures were really there to just teach me lessons. and Really, there is no such thing as a failure, I believe. I believe that it's just all life lessons um, and ways to to um, communicate with you in ways to help you grow or get to the place where you are right now. And so just like I mentioned, I did so many things in my past which seemed like they were off track or a waste of my time or a waste of my life, but... I learned something through every single experience, even if it was, okay, I realize this isn't actually what I want to be doing. Um, It was something that I had to try because I thought maybe I wanted to do it. So all of these different experiences um, really brought me to this place where I am now and have contributed to my success. And I mean, I can look back at When I started out in photography, um, I didn't really go through any sort of conventional training or any, you know, like official, you know, I didn't go to university for photography or anything like that. Um, I just kind of learned along the way. And then I remember I, I found an ad on Craigslist for this photographer who wanted an assistant. And so I just applied and got that job and then she ended up getting me a job at the biggest wedding photography studio in Portland where she was shooting for and I started out as a second shooter and not long after that they promoted me to primary shooter and I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) but I just I was not an extra amazing photographer I was still learning and the first job they sent me to Jamaica to shoot a wedding, um, and so, but I I think I had shot a wedding on my own, just like a friend of a friend's wedding for dirt cheap, um, and that was the only wedding I had ever photographed on my own, and so this was the second wedding they sent me to Jamaica and. Um, Just going through that experience and then realizing that I actually, you know, had gotten funneled into portraiture and weddings because that's just what photographers do. But then ending up just kind of surfacing at one point and realizing I hated what I was doing and it had no purpose for me whatsoever, even though I tried to force some sort of purpose or a why behind what I was doing. Um, But I had to go through that experience to gain all of those skills and then hit my lowest low, just emerge in total depression to actually get to this rock bottom point of realizing this isn't what I want to do. And then actually coming up with the idea for a wellness stock shop. But if I hadn't had all of those experiences, which a lot of people would say, oh, they were totally off track or a waste of time. I wouldn't have gotten to this place of success and it took a long time, but I needed to have every single one of those experiences. So I would say that's one thing, one main player um, that contributed to my success. Um, And who did I turn to for professional advice? Once I finally decided, okay, I'm going to close down my portrait studio. This all happened like in a day. I woke up, I was totally depressed. It was a rainy October day and I sat down with my journal and I just started mind dumping and I just, it all came out and it was crystal clear. I hate what I'm doing. I don't want to be a portrait photographer anymore. I want to open a stock photo source for wellness. And then that same day I closed down my studio doors almost a hundred percent and I on the mission for wellness stock shop so I think that just deciding also um, in that moment I looked at myself and my business that I had been trying to grow and everything was happening it was so hard the way I described it was it felt like I was trying to go upstream against a molasses river, every single thing I did took so much effort and provided such little return. And so I, clearly I was just out of alignment and I was just not doing things in the right way. So I decided I'm going to start this new business and I'm going to do things differently than I've ever done them before, whatever that looks like. And I knew, I, I pinpointed the things that I knew I was saying kind of as a mantra that needed to change. One was, I'm a photographer. I'm not a business person. I don't know how to do business. And I would kind of lean back on that. So I had to target that and realize, okay, this is a mantra that I'm saying over and over, and I need to clear that. I need to make the decision that I am a business person. Um, And the other thing was, no matter what I do, nothing changes. I'm still in the same place year after year. And so that actually was my reality. I would try so hard, but nothing would change in my business. And so I had to pinpoint those things, make the decision, I'm going to change this. And then I decided that I knew that I didn't know how to get beyond the place that I was in business. I didn't know how to be a business owner. And so that's when I actually found Marie Forleo and B-School. And lucky for me, it opened up in February and I closed my business down in October. So it wasn't long that I had to wait. Um, And it just felt right. It felt like, okay, here's a woman who has been where I'm at now and she figured it out and she knows how to build a successful business from scratch. And so I decided to stop trying to do everything on my own and I joined B-School so that I could get that guidance from someone who knew um, how to do, how to achieve what I wanted to achieve. So I would say those are the major things that contributed to my success um, and Marie Forleo was really a guiding light. And then the final thing was that I decided I had to dig into my mindset. And that was the other super, super duper important thing. And I still work on that. I think that learning business skills and working on your mindset and self-growth are equally important. You have to focus on both. And so after that, things grew really fast. Um, And it was pretty magical because um, I closed down my business in October. I went through B-School in February. I launched my business in July. But by that June, before I launched my business, I had $50 in my bank account. Um, And then... So, I only had from July to the end of the year to make money basically. And I only made $14,000 that year. I mean, I was on poverty level income. But in November, I had joined um, a sort of a little course and was working on my money mindset. And in November, I made my biggest grossing month I had ever made with my business, which was $4,000. And I was mind blown. So the following year, which was my first full fiscal year in business, I made $50,000. And before that, I had a cap of about $30,000. That was the most money I had ever made in a year. So making $50,000 was like, what? I can't even believe this is happening. And the following year, I doubled that and hit six figures. So it was really like... So powerful to just sit down and figure out how to get in alignment with myself, my kind of like my purpose and my passion, figure out what really works better for me and then really face my biggest obstacles, which was really, I think my mindset and then get help from other people who could actually show me the way. And once I actually committed to that, all of this magic happened. It was amazing. It was like these floodgates just opened. That's amazing. It was
0: actually through B-School how we two met, wasn't it? So Yeah. And even even now we have the same business coach, James Wedmore. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I just uh, remember this week, um, he reminded me that our business is reflection of ourselves so it's not going to grow unless we will and it is so true and just so beautifully captures what you just described about growing your business but also investing in yourself and growing and changing your mindset it
1: really is it's really i really look at my business like it's a it really is a part of me it's like it's My own self-growth it's my own spiritual growth it's been such a crazy journey I've learned so much about myself through just opening up a business that is that I'm really truly passionate about so uh, based
0: on your own experience and obviously learning all these lessons um, what is your best business tip or advice for the first time entrepreneurs or startups
1: uh I guess that would be, you know, what we just had talked about, like really listen to what you're saying. And if you are repeating phrases over and over in your head or out loud to other people that are negative about yourself, that is a really great, um, indication that that's something that you need to look into. Um, And that's something that is probably blocking you and holding you back. So really listen to yourself and what you're saying um, and make sure that you get help from someone who has been there before you and has done it and knows how to show you the way because nothing is more frustrating or time-consuming Than trying to figure something out all by yourself that you've never done before. And you don't know how to do it. Um, But I also would say, you know, just realize that business has your self worth and how you view yourself and your, your mindset has so much to do with the success of your business. Um, And I feel like a lot of people get into some sort of a position, they choose to take a certain route with business, or they choose a certain job based on, oh, well, this is the common thing to do. And so I feel like my story is a really great representation of letting people know that it's not always just the common jobs that are going to be right for you like my example as a photographer photographers commonly are um, portrait photographers they shoot portraits they shoot weddings um, or they might do some documentary type stuff some journalism type stuff Um, but in general you know photographers just take the same route they're portrait photographers and so It took a lot from me. I mean, I had to sacrifice a lot when I decided this isn't right for me. Um, And I actually carved out my own niche. And I think that it's really important for people to know if things are happening and it's really hard for them and it's just not happening naturally, chances are you're somehow off your path. Things are not quite aligned for for you. So it's a really great idea to dig in and figure out, okay, is this really what I want? Is this in alignment with what I ultimately want to be doing? Or is it the lifestyle that I want? Um, One of the things for me is I know most important to me is time, freedom, time, freedom, and location, freedom. And so creating something like a portrait studio, which I considered doing, I actually had a a location for a while. It wasn't in alignment with what I really, truly, deeply wanted. Um, I would be stuck to one location. And so actually being able to create my own job where I can work from home, I can work from anywhere in the world, Um, I can work on my own hours, it was really feeding into... Um, this calling that I was feeling from my soul and so I really feel like I would urge people to really take a look at this job if it's not feeling right if things aren't you know just happening easily then maybe it means that you're not doing the right thing or you need to actually carve out a new space for yourself Um, like I did as a photographer I started a stock photo site, and at the time, no one had a stock photo site for natural wellness. That was something that I created by blending my skill as a photographer with my passion for natural wellness. I had actually thought when I was going to be shutting down my portrait studio, I thought, well, maybe I want to be a health coach because I always thought I would be in natural wellness somehow. I actually used to think that I was going to be a naturopathic doctor but it just never panned out for whatever reason. And so I got to this point where I had a lot of clients who were in the natural wellness industry. They were health coaches, they were um, spa owners, skincare specialists, essential oil educators. Um, And so I was creating branding photos for them, but it was just too expensive for small business owners to maintain. They needed way more photos than I could provide. And so I started looking at stock photos and all the stock photos for natural wellness were awful. They were so bad. And I felt so passionately that these people needed to be represented in the right light and they needed to have access to really relatable professional photos to really grow their businesses and stand out. And so I was ready to hit the enroll button for The Institute for Integrative Nutrition and become a health coach, but something just didn't sit right. I thought, well, there's so many health coaches out there. And then I thought, well, I already have the skill as a photographer. Maybe, you know, is there a way that I could actually support these people in a bigger way? And so that's what I kind of created was my own job, my own niche. And So just thinking outside the box to really figure out, okay, where can I blend my skill and my passion? My passion, which a lot of people, you know, think, oh, you must be so passionate about photography. And I'm actually not. Photography is just a creative outlet for me. My passion is in supporting these people who are out there already Um, helping people to learn how to live more healthfully and sustainably and teaching people um, how, you know, that they should eat organically and clean their homes with non-toxic products and all of that sort of stuff. So it's, I feel so much more like I can make a bigger impact. So think outside the box and really tune into yourself. I guess that's a really, really long, a long way of you know giving advice but those are all important things, I think.
0: well you you managed to somehow answer my next question <laughs> so two in one but yeah like just what you just said I feel um I found myself in the same position when I was teaching yoga and I thought that was my purpose for so many years and I was so passionate about it but after like 11 years I realized you know what, I love doing yoga. But what I'm really passionate about is creativity. (laughs) And so just like yourself, you know, you kind of want to help people like other yoga teachers and wellness professionals to create like a ripple effect. Because if you help that one person, and then they can help more people in the studio or their spa, whatever. That's what really lights me up. And I feel, you know, based on what you just said, that it's exactly the same story.
1: Yeah. And it's almost reverse, right? You can see these different ways where you can, mm. the skill or something that you have built that you're good at and then, or that's been a big part of your life, or it could even be a hardship that you've overcome. And then you see what's your passion and how can you blend these things together to really create the perfect position for you it just shows that um your need or whatever
0: you're doing it is so kind of fluid and flexible and it can just evolve through how the years. And I find sometimes a lot of women might kind of hold back or feel stuck because they don't know what is their calling, what is their purpose. But unless you start and learn and take the action, you're never going to know. You're never going to figure it out because one thing leads to another and then there are like the universal pings or serendipity moments and then you're going to end up
1: where you're supposed to be at the end of the day anyway, right? Yeah, it's so true. I feel like as humans, naturally, we're pretty impatient and especially investigating results really fast. So that's what we expect. But I mean, this is life. Life is a process. and just like they say, you know, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. And it's actually, if you allow yourself to sit with it and just experience it and be where you're at right now, man, it's just so fulfilling and fun and exciting and mysterious. Just all of it, just allowing it to unfold and staying really curious is just such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love curiosity.
0: (laughs) Um, So going back to your work, to your beautiful photography so when people come to your website wellness stock shop it's really obvious that you're not just a typical stock photo site where they can purchase beautiful images you offer so much more from curated collections digital programs and various trainings Um, you offer free monthly photos uh, and you're also really big um, in supporting your community online in your Facebook group Uh, what what can people expect um, if they come to your website for the first time? What are the benefits? What are they going to experience? Can you tell us a little, take us on the little virtual journey and take us behind the scene?
1: Sure. Geez. Well, there's so much. So I really, um, one of the things that I really focus on as a business owner is I designed this resource to support the people that I created it for. So I really focus on um, being open and listening to what my community wants and understanding like what's going to be most helpful for them, what's going to be most supportive for them. So I mean, along the way, it's just developed into different ways. It's manifested into different offerings. Um, and I've recently especially been trying to focus on making people's lives easier because I know they're so incredibly busy. So um, designing a lot of done-for-you graphics and stuff like that has been a big focus for me lately. When they land on the Wellness Stock Shop homepage, they can see that um, you can right now access the photos through photo bundles, which are just curated sets of photos. And those are really easy for people to tap into if they're not ready for a full on membership. But my membership is the biggest, best offering that I have where I actually offer unlimited photo downloads um, for an entire year. And that I created because people need images all the time for everything. For If they're really serious about getting seen online, they should be posting blog posts regularly and posting to social media daily and not to mention, you know, making sure they have a beautiful website and creating marketing materials and all of that sort of stuff. So I made sure to... Um, include really simple usage terms to make sure that people can use these photos how they need to. So you can use them on social media and use them in um, your ebooks and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then inside the membership area, there's also a really special gallery that's called Sophily Social, which is designed for Instagram because Instagram is such a huge uh, focus for people right now. And so inside there, you find a whole bunch of done for you graphics, um, quotes, done for you quotes. Um, I think there's probably around 4,000 square cropped photos for you just to download and post immediately. There are Instagram story templates. Um, and there's also curated sets of photos. So I've actually gone through and chosen monthly sets that are lightly themed so it could be um for instance a self-care theme and so you'll find 30 photos in there that look beautiful together so if you're having like these mind blank moments and you don't want to have to choose which photos Go well together, you can just download that set of photos, have all your photos curated for an entire month. If you want to, go in, grab some photo quotes or some regular quotes, sprinkle them in. Quotes are so awesome because they really help to um, prompt engagement and they also help to create space in your feed so it looks nice and spacious and balanced. It allows people to breathe when they land on your feed. Um, and then I've also started creating monthly micro holiday graphics. So these are different collections for each month that have, they're focused on, um, a set of micro holidays, either food, health, or lifestyle. So I've created, um, curated collections of photos, quotes and also Instagram story graphics. So you can just grab that and have all your all your posting done for an entire month also. So basically, I'm just creating lots of options for just like easy, um, done for you stuff. You don't even have to think about it. Um, You can just post and The photos and the graphics really offer a lot of inspiration in terms of like ideas for what to post about, which I really love that also. Um, There are other things on Wellness Stock Shop as well, which is really important. For instance, the um, branding course. So I have a DIY um, branding your wellness business course. And it's really, I mean, it gets amazing feedback And I feel like every single wellness professional should take the course because whether you are designing your own brand or you're actually going to a brand designer, understanding, like really getting into your foundation and understanding, okay, what's my brand about? Who am I designing this for? What's the mood that I'm going after? It is so helpful whether you are going to meet with your brand designer because you need to really have something in mind when you go and meet with your brand designer. I made the mistake years ago of going to a brand designer, having no clue who I was trying to attract, really what my niche was, or what I was going after. And I kind of just dumped it all on him, like, you figure it out. And so, yeah, yeah, so bad. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that before, Michaela. So, um, This course really helps you to get clear. And even I have tons of people coming and asking, you know, I can't figure out how to, you know, design a beautiful Instagram feed. Can you help me with that? And if you're really scattered with your Instagram feed, the root is really because you don't know what your branding is. If you have clarity around your branding, it is so easy to design a beautiful feed. And then, of course, you're going to need beautiful photos. So it all just fits together so well. So, those are some main offerings. Um, What else can I um, uncover there? I mean, there are so many awesome um, themes or subjects for the photos. I really try to stay up to date on what are trending topics and also photograph really hard to find topics like um, jade face rolling and crystals and, um, Reiki and Chinese medicine. There's so many things like Moxa, um, is one that I get a lot from people who say, oh, I can't find, you know, any photos of Moxa, but I have them in wellness stock shop and, um, different Ayurvedic techniques and, Even, I mean, the subjects get into really surprising areas that people don't really expect. Like you can find Oracle cards in there and you can also find, um, photos for, um, skincare, like esthetician type photos. So there's just, and CBD photos and jade eggs. There's really just so much inside. Um, and it's really interesting thing because also the subjects, I mean, wellness covers such a huge expanse of topics. It gets into, I mean, mental health and it, it's not just about nutrition, it's also essential oils and keeping your home mm-hmm. toxin free. So it's a really interesting thing that I, I do get some people saying, Oh, well, I'm not a health coach, so I don't think I'll find photos on your website, but I really anyone can find photos that they could use for their wellness or for their business on, at wellness stock shop
0: I also think because wellness is now such an essential and important part of our life they're almost becoming mainstream life image, lifestyle images aren't they so
1: yeah it's so true it's so true yeah there's so much I mean I could just go on And on forever.
0: Well, I I think the best thing is if we invite people to go and check it for themselves because there's just so many amazing photos and just so many things to discover, and they're just so beautiful and the
1: aesthetics as well. So, I would recommend if anyone just wants to test it out to just go in the main header in the menu, you can get a free photo every month. And so, just sign up for the monthly free photo. I love to shower my um, my audience with value. So I'm always sending out, you know, extra, extra value through to my email list. And I do get people all the time telling me how much they love receiving my email. So I think that's a really great way to just test it out. So where, where can people go and find
0: out this, this freebie or where they can uh, sign up? What's the website address?
1: Yeah, it's just wellnessstockshop.com. And then... in main menu you'll see freebies and just go there and you'll find it yeah we love freebies <laughs>
0: <laughs> the next question I want to ask you if uh, you have the same experience uh, but I still find that lots of entrepreneurs and businesses still don't realize how important um the high quality photography is to successfully communicate and grow their brand uh, why do you think it is so important to have a beautiful online ad statics, um, especially for small business owners?
1: Oh, yeah, that's such a, oh, such an important question. It's so true, because I see it just breaks my heart when I see people um, who are really skilled, they're out there putting themselves out there, and pouring their themselves, their heart and soul and all their time to grow their business, but they show up with um, a visual presence, a website that just does not reflect how good they are or how professional they are. And it's across the board with the photos, with the entire website design, it's so important to immediately relay to people that you are professional and trustworthy, especially when it comes to, um, people's health, they're really picky. And, Um, Not only that, but they can be really distrusting of people, Um, especially because, you know, in our society, in Western culture, people are trained that Western medicine is the way. And you have, you know, the big pharmaceutical industries, at least in the States, who are kind of ruling everything. And they have so much money to put into a professional looking brand. And so they're showing up online looking totally professional and, and all of these people, that's what they're used to. That's what they're used to trusting. And so if you show up and you have an appearance that's clearly not professional, how can you possibly compete with them? How can you relay to people that you are professional, you are trustworthy, and people can actually trust you with their money and with their health? That is why a professional appearance and why professional looking photos are so, so, so important. That's one reason why. Another reason is that the market is so saturated. And so you are competing against so many other wellness professionals out there. And if people, I mean, in general, the first interaction or experience that they're going to have with you is online. They're going to look, look you up. They're going to find your website. Um, If you have an unprofessional looking website, chances are they're just going to bounce and go to the next person who has a beautiful looking website because it really relays a sense of security and it relays a sense of um, authority basically. So it's just so important all around to really show up with a professional appearance. It's just, it's about building trust and credibility and authority. It's about standing out in the industry um, and showing people that, yes, I actually invest in myself because I know how good my service is and it's actually reflecting to them because people you're sending actual messages through every single visual that you put out there people are translating that visual in some way and they're making some sort of judgment it's just like this saying don't judge a book by its cover truth is that human beings do judge by visual appearance and so it's really important to send the message and let them know I am professional. I am legit. And you can trust me. And I also think uh, same with colors or,
0: you know, music and smell. It kind of, the photography kind of captures and talks to our senses. It um, talks and touches our heart. And it's, it's pretty much the first, like, you know, everyone is online now. The whole world is online. And So when people come across either your website or social media platforms, especially Instagram or Pinterest, which is so visual, um, that's the first thing they're going to see, the photography, the images. And then they're going to see the words. I always say, you know, like when I talk to my clients um, about the website design, imagine your website like a magazine. You always see the cover of the magazine and you kind of make the decision, am I going to kind of go and read it, right? It's the same thing like you, you talked about the book, basically. But even like we read the magazine, we look at the photos first, then we flip through the pages, we see the headlines, and then we start reading the actual articles,
1: right? It's true that initial decision is made on what the magazine looks like. It, it basically, your mind instantly decides, oh, is this something that I'm interested in looking at or not?
0: So talking about the high quality photography, would you be able to share with me and with my listeners some expert tips or tricks uh, for taking better photos or
1: a few tips for designing a beautiful Instagram feed? Sure. Let's see, where can I start? Well, I did mention earlier that for a beautiful Instagram feed, it's really, really important to get clear on your branding. Um, Even if you just have a color palette And you know the overall mood or the vibe that you want for your Instagram feed, it's gonna be really, really helpful. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, people just approach Instagram and they post photos based on what they like. Oh, I like this photo. Oh, that's a pretty photo. But they don't necessarily mesh very well together. They could have a totally different vibe. And when that happens, they just clash. So if you can just figure out, like, overall, What's the mood that you want to create for your business? What sort of mood or feelings do you want to relay? Do you want um, your um, brand to feel really empowering? Do you want it to feel really vibrant and energetic? Do you want it to feel really soothing and calm or maybe deep and moody? Just getting clear on that will help you to be able to choose the right color scheme and the right types of photos Um, being able to choose um, maybe four to five mood words. Just ask yourself, how do I want people to feel when they interact with my brand? How do I want people to feel when they land on my Instagram feed? Come up with four to five words that really describe that. Like, Oh, I want it to be soothing um, and friendly and feminine. And then every single photo that you post from then on, you should make sure that it fits that overall mood. All, all of those mood words help you to guide the way. Um, and in terms of taking better photos, oh, geez, the biggest mistake I see is with lighting all the time. I see, um, health coaches, um, and just wellness pros in general, wanting to share photos, for instance, of, uh, their healthy recipes and food photos are especially tricky because people are really picky about seeing photos, food, bad food photos can easily gross people out basically. <laughs> So the biggest mistakes I see is with lighting. So um, a lot of people, and this is frustrating. I know it's frustrating for a lot of people because if you're taking photos at night and using either the overhead lighting, it turns really yellow. There's not good definition in the food. It just looks mushy. Um, Or you're using the on-camera flash and it creates really harsh shadows and still a really yellow hue and it just looks washed out. Just Don't post those photos to Instagram. And I know it's tough because a lot of times you're cooking a meal at night and you're like, but I want to share this picture of this amazing meal. But honestly, that's why you want to, I mean, that's why there are resources like Wellness Stock Shop. So you can tap into photos that are already done in beautiful lighting. And then you can actually set up a day where you're doing food photos from your recipes, right? And only photograph your food or pretty much anything, in natural light. And the best thing is that natural light is really easy and it's free to use. If you just use the natural light that's coming in from your windows, it's nice and directional and diffused. It's really forgiving. And that's where you're going to find the most beautiful light. So whatever you do, do not use on-camera flash. Do not use the overhead lighting in your home, in your kitchen, or anything like that time your photo shoots for when you can actually be using natural light that's my number one biggest best possible tip but often like talking up obviously
0: about the quality uh, of the photography often we can get stuck also of what to post what to take photos of which leads me to talking about inspiration and where you know we get our ideas from so do you ever run out of your ideas and um, if so how do you typically boost your creativity and where do you look for inspiration
1: well i honestly have a never ending stream of photo suggestions from my members so i'm always getting these photo ideas but sometimes it's really hard to know like okay I'm actually not a wellness pro. Even though I'm passionate about it, I don't necessarily know about abhyanga, this the ayurvedic self oil massage. I don't know how that works. So, I will actually get up on Pinterest and I'll check out photos of different topics that I'm thinking about photographing. There's all sorts of beautiful photos, there are instructions, Um, all sorts of inspiration up there. Sometimes I gather um, inspiration from Instagram. And sometimes I also gather it from online magazines. Like I really like um, Chalkboard Magazine. I'll check it out because they're usually on top of trending, um, just wellness trends and stuff. So I'll check that out and get ideas for um, just different topics to photograph and Even they have, you know, sometimes really beautiful photos, which will inspire ideas. So I'll usually just start there. Sometimes I'll create a Pinterest board and just gather different ideas for different types of photos um, and then just create my own photo shoot and create my own version of those photos. So I would say that that's that's where I tap into most of my inspiration.
0: How do you deal with uh, perfectionism, tweaking and tweaking, and never getting things done? Because we can get easily lost in, especially for creatives. Do you believe that perfectionism
1: is the enemy of uh, creation? I think that um, there perfectionism is um, valuable to some extent because I personally have a certain level of quality standards that I always want to meet for my photos. I never want to produce um, photos that are below par for my members. Um, But I also am a huge believer that perfectionism is a form of procrastination. And I definitely was paralyzed for years. I never got ahead because I was such a perfectionist. And what's really funny is that at that time i really was still learning about certain design techniques and stuff like that and so everything that i produced in reality like when i look back at it now i'm so humiliated like <laughs> that i even designed that stuff it looked so bad so the fact that i spent so much time being nitpicky over so many things it just really was i can reflect on that now and see how um, useless that was, and how much it was just such a huge time sink, and it just held me back. Um, but at the same time, I can see how, some, at, to some extent, it helped me grow and get better because I wasn't willing to settle. I always wanted to make myself. I, I, I always wanted to improve my skill. So I think it's just really important to be aware of: okay, is this perfectionism actually helping me learn something new and develop? new skills? Or is it actually, am I, is it an excuse to procrastinate? Because really, I see so many people holding themselves back because they're just getting picky over things that really just don't matter. And the real issue is that they have fear. They're afraid of putting themselves out there. And so they're using this as a way to allow themselves to not put themselves out.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And um, I also believe that perfectionism can be actually one of those things that uh, keep us too much in our heads. But often it's as simple as listening and connecting to our heart that helps us align and create the best results. So where do you mostly find yourself? In your head or in
1: your heart? That's a tough one. I mean, I, I definitely go back and forth. And I find that I am constantly trying to get myself out of my head. I'm definitely um, the personality type where my head is just spinning all the time. Um, And I'm definitely a big critic of myself. Um, And so I think that what I'm learning over and over is that it's really important to, when you find yourself just beating yourself up or really getting nitpicky about something, you need to just take a step back and you need to just breathe and realize this is just your inner critic and you're actually probably destroying anything that you're trying to create um so you need to really realign into a place of joy because i really feel like when you're loving what you're doing in the moment it that is coming from a place of your heart and that's when you're creating your best work um And for, in terms of photos, like I will get to the point where all of a sudden I'm realizing that I am spending so much time on one single shot. And then I'll just kind of like wake myself up and realize, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? I need to just do some yoga or just relax or shake something off and come back at a different time when I can just like break up that sort of kind of obsessive sort of Um, fixation on trying to get this perfect, perfect shot. And usually when I do that, I'll come back and I'll, I'll be like, okay, this is now that I've created this perfect looking shot, it looks totally unnatural. So now I need to just like get messy, throw some, you know, sprinkle some rose petals or, you know, get just like extra juicy and totally recreate the shot. And that's usually I'd say that when that happens, that's coming from more of my heart and my creative flow, then, then it's like, okay, things, things are getting good. But I think that, you know, if you're thinking about it too much, it's time to just step back and take a break and then come back to it.
0: It actually reminds me of, um, today, when I was talking to one of my clients, we were kind of discussing a new color palette and, uh, We just spent like half an hour talking about one color palette over another. And then after the phone conversation, I just found um, uh, Gabby Bernstein's affirmation card on the table, which I always pick for the week. And it had the most perfect color palette. (laughs) that I suddenly had to take a picture, send it to the client. And I was like, this is it. And she was like, yes, this is it. So yeah, you just need to lean into the joy and relax. And then the the result and what you're looking for is right in front of you.
1: It's so true. It's again, what what I had mentioned earlier, like if you're feeling like things are happening and it's so difficult, it's so hard, something's kind of off. So whatever it is, like it might be that you just, your mind or your body is just feeling fatigued and you need to just not be in that space at that time. You need to, you know, do some self-care, take some time off, just allow yourself to just kind of clear your mind, whatever it is, and then come back to it later when you're actually feeling more. I do that a lot when I'm creating graphics or even writing an email to my email list. I'll be like, Oh, I've spent hours on this and I'm just mulling over and I can't find the right words and I'm deleting everything and starting again. And that's just because I'm not in the right headspace. I'm not, you know, coming from my heart. I just need to walk away, come back to it later when I'm actually feeling it and I'm in the right energy flow.
0: So, um, talking about energies and flows, do you actually have, um, any go-to ritual or practice that helps you stay calm and focus
1: when things get busy and you can feel kind of overwhelmed? Oh my gosh. So I'm the queen of getting overwhelmed. (laughs) Let me say that again. I'm going to say that in the past. I used to be the queen of getting overwhelmed. Um, that's something that I've decided to call myself out on and start to, um, readjust, like notice my different behaviors and my different just habits and patterns. And, um, I don't know about you, but I noticed that I really check in because I see that I take myself, I take after my parents a lot. In this case, my dad, he'll be just like working, working, working until, you know, The middle of the night, and then he'll wake up at five in the morning and he's always working, working, he's always in front of his computer. So that's something that I kind of adopted from him, and I would just be workaholic all the time. So I had to call myself out on that. And the other thing um, is that he will wait until the very last minute to start on a project, and then it's just like overwhelm and and just like, whoa, so much. And he's just in a rush. And so I've noticed I have done that as well. That's been a past pattern of mine. So recognizing those things first, and then deciding I want to change this. Um, And then I've started to just take more time for myself. I've been doing um, daily meditations. I really like to do guided meditations. Um, I've also been doing a lot of yoga at home. I like to tune into, of course, online yoga classes right now. Um, and then just being able to get out and get fresh air and go for walks. Those are really the main practices, like just being very aware of where I am in this space. And then also just diving into kind of some inner work and just clearing my head. That's beautiful.
0: And, um, Just to wrap up today's episode, I can't believe we are at the end of the episode. It's just so beautiful chatting with you. Um, What's your favorite mantra? Do you have a favorite mantra um, that you live by? Um,
1: I I honestly, I mean, there's so many things that I love to tune into, but I would say I have an ever evolving mantra. It just depends on where I'm at at this specific time. I really love that saying, we rise by lifting others. Um, and then I also like to really check in with myself and, and just remind myself that I, oh, I'm always coming from a place of love. I respond from a place of love. And that really helps me to just stay in alignment. Um, but most recently, I've really just been focusing on actually a quote from Joseph Campbell, which is, The Cave You Fear Holds the Treasure You Seek, Um, because I've been just doing a lot of inner work lately and just um, facing different, you know, inner struggles and um, just trying to expand myself. And I'm personally going through uh, just an online program with uh, Susie Batiste, who's the owner of Poopery. She's amazing, and she's such an amazing spiritual guru, and um, just going through that right now has really opened up a lot for me, and I'm a big fan of just constantly doing inner work and inner growth stuff, so that really stood out to me. The cave you fear holds the treasure you seek, and it's just about facing your biggest fears because you always learn something through that there's something really amazing that you can learn about yourself and that's what holds the biggest growth
0: that is so powerful thank you for sharing that well this has been so amazing I'd love to thank you for taking time off your day to share your personal journey and taking us behind the scene of your creative business there's been so many amazing insights that you shared with us and i'm sure will inspire a lot of women listening right now so thanks again you're an absolute star thank you oh thanks so much for having me well i hope you enjoy this episode of she Dares to dream podcast if you loved it as much as i did make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode Then head over to the show notes for all the links and information on my guest this week. You can check it out at mikhailaoleksova.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to download my free manifestation guide that shows you how to create a business and life of your dreams. I can't wait for you to tune in next time. And until then, have an awesome week.